So usually I preach to adults and the kids have to listen in. This is great, guys, because today I'm preaching to the kids. Do you hear that, kids? I'm preaching to the kids and the adults have to listen in. So it's your Sunday. You ever wonder what goes on when you go into your class? This is what goes on. So get excited. I've been telling your parents about the vision of our church. Do you know what a vision is? A vision is a picture of the future that gets you really excited today. So how many of you were so excited about Christmas morning that you had trouble sleeping on Christmas Eve? You know what I mean? Because you had a vision about what was under the tree and it got you so excited that you just wanted to get to that vision. Right, Forrest? Well, that's what a vision is. We have a picture in our mind and in our heart for this church. And I want the kids to be as excited about that picture as our adults and as our parents are. Sound good? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a story about Jesus in the Gospel of Luke. And you can just listen along and I'll explain it as we go. I'll pray, though, before we talk about it. So here it is. After this... Jesus went out and saw a tax collector named Levi. You might be thinking, what on earth is a tax collector? What is a tax collector? I'll just say this. A tax collector is like a stormtrooper. That's what a tax collector is like. A tax collector is somebody who is a bad guy who works for the emperor. That's what a tax collector is. So when you hear tax collector, you think... Maybe bad guy Levi. Does that rhyme? Okay, we'll do bad guy Levi. That's who Levi is. Well, Jesus sees bad guy Levi sitting at his tax booth. So that's where the stormtroopers sit. And he said to him, follow me. And leaving everything, bad guy Levi rose and followed Jesus. Then Levi, bad guy Levi, he made Jesus a great feast. Do you know what a feast is, kids? Do you know what a feast is? What's a feast? It's where everybody can gather around food. Exactly. That's great definition. Love that, Sam. So, he makes a big, 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 big gathering of food, and he invites Jesus into his house. We call that Matthew's house or Levi's house. Bad guy Levi had two names. And there was a large company of tax collectors and others reclining at table with them. Now, why were they reclining at table? Do you guys know why? I'll tell you why. Because in the olden days, when this was written, this is how people ate. You ready? You might have to stand to see this. They would do this. Ready? This is how they would eat. Like this. See that? So they're eating reclining at table. That's what reclining means. It doesn't mean this. Like, I always read this and I thought... This is what they're doing. They're chilling while they eat, you know. No, they're not reclining. They're leaning into the table. So that's what they're doing. And the Pharisees, who are the Pharisees? Do you guys know who the Pharisees are? I'll call them the goody-goody two-shoes. Because they were really, really good, good, good men. But sometimes, well, most of the time, they missed the point. They were so concentrated on being good that they sometimes do the wrong thing. So the Pharisees and their scribes grumbled at his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? 
Jesus, why are you hanging out with stormtroopers? You're supposed to destroy the stormtroopers. That's confusing to the Pharisees. Well, Jesus answered them, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, a physician is a doctor. And Jesus is saying, I'm a doctor. And I came for sick people. For people who feel sick and know they're sick. Who's been sick recently? Any of you kids been sick? It does no good ignoring your sickness. And these people knew their sickness. And Jesus says, I came for them. He says, I came to call not the righteous, but the sinners. And I came to call them to me. That's what the word repentance means. So that's our passage. We're just going to talk about it for a little bit. But let's just pray a real quick prayer before we do that. Lord, speak to us because we're listening to you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I want you to picture me as a third grader. Can you do that? Can you picture me as a third grader? And I want you to picture me with my lunch tray. And I want you to picture me walking away from the food to a table. And I'm looking out at the cafeteria to find room at the table. And because I'm so focused on where I want to sit, I'm not looking around me. And then, boom! Slow motion. Tomato soup flying in the air. And tomato soup all over me. Hot tomato soup. Stinky tomato soup all over me. And I don't remember what happened after that, but every time I have tomato soup to this day, I get embarrassed. (laughs) Because cafeterias, can I get an amen, can be the worst. Cafeterias can be the worst. Like the day I spilled soup, I remember how it felt walking around looking for room at the table. And the worst feeling in the world is when you walk up to a table and nobody scooches over. Have you ever experienced that before? You walk up to a table and nobody scooches for you. But the best feeling in the world is when you walk up to a table and someone scooches over for you. Do you know that feeling? When someone scooches over for you? How good it feels? It feels the best. Well, I'm 35 years old now. I'm no longer a third grader. But it sti- Joe, it still feels good when someone scooches for me. It still feels good. And it still hurts when no one scooches for me. That's just how it works. Did you know that this church and every church is supposed to be a place where everybody scooches over? Did you know that? But did you also know that for most people, sadly, they don't feel welcome when they come to church? It kind of feels like they have hot tomato soup on their shirt and no one is scooching over for them. Well, do you remember the story I just read out loud? I love this story. It's one of my favorite stories. And the reason it's one of my favorite stories is because it reminds me of two important things. The first thing is this. Jesus scooches over for me. And the second thing is this. I can now scooch over for other people.
So I just want to talk about that. The story tells me that we just heard that without a doubt, Jesus makes room for you at his table. He scooches over for you. Even when I don't deserve it. Even when you don't deserve it. So in our story, Jesus notices who? Do you remember who it was? Say his name real loud. Real loud. Bad guy. Bad guy Levi. So what does Jesus do? Jesus sees bad guy Levi. And where does Jesus see bad guy Levi? In his stormtrooper hut. Doing bad guy stuff. And Jesus sees him doing bad things. Jesus sees you doing bad things. Did you know that? But what does he do? Does he send you to your room? No. No, Jesus invites you to himself. He makes room. Unlike Santa Claus. Unlike Santa Claus, who who doesn't give gifts to naughty kids. Jesus gives the gift of his welcome to naughty kids. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? It's amazing. Jesus says to bad guy Levi, I choose you. When we went to Disney World, my family, we went to see the Festival of the Lion King. It's this big song and dance with big lions and warthogs. And we sat down in this big crowd of people. And right at the grand finale of the Festival of the Lion King, the leader looked into the audience and pointed to us. And said, I want you. And we all were like, me? Who, me? Yes, you. And so one of us got to get up and sing and dance at the grand finale of the Festival of the Lion King. There's a famous painting by a guy named Caravaggio. That's a hard name to say, but it's a fun name. So I want us all to say it together. Caravaggio. Caravaggio paints the picture of the story we just heard. And in it, Matthew is doing this. And you can see with his eyes. He's saying, who, me? No, you must mean him. Because he knew he was a bad guy. Jesus knew he was bad. And he picked him. Jesus scooches over. Do you know that Jesus sees you doing bad things? And still picks you? And still loves you? Have you ever felt like you had to lie to a parent or a teacher because you did a bad thing and you don't want to get caught? Well, guess what? You can't lie to Jesus. He sees everything. And you know what's great about Jesus? He doesn't punish you when you tell him the truth because he came to be punished instead of you. Jesus was on a mission of love to save people like bad guy Levi. Do you believe, kids, that Jesus makes room for you? I want to hear you say, yeah. Do you believe that Jesus makes room for you? Calvin does. Who else? Does Jesus scooch for you? Yeah? I don't believe you. Does Jesus scooch for you? Yes, Jesus scooches for you. But that's only half the story. Because Jesus makes room 
for Levi, and then Levi makes room for Jesus and his friends. That's how it works. Who plays dominoes? Anybody play with dominoes? Make up a big line of dominoes? Well, you can play the domino game, or you can stack them up so that when you tip the first one, everything else tips in its place. Do you know what I'm talking about? Well, that's how Jesus' scooching works. If you get scooched over, if Jesus scooches over for you, it's like a domino effect. Whoever you make room for then scooches over for the person beside them. So let's do it right now. Let's scooch. Everybody scooch. If you have an open chair, scooch. There you go. That is the welcome of Jesus working. That's how it looks. What's the first thing Levi does? He drops everything and he scooches over and he invites Jesus into his house and makes a, what's it called, Sam? A feast. Thank you. And because Jesus made room for him, Levi then makes room for others, especially other bad guys and girls. So much so that the Pharisees, the goody-goody two-shoes, were mad. They wanted Jesus to hang out with just people like them. Did you know, just like the cafeteria lunch table, that eating back then was way more than just getting your belly full? Did you know that eating at a table was telling others who you are? I remember when I was in high school that where you sat at lunch was a definitive, this is who I am. It wasn't, this is where I'm eating. No, it was, this is who I am. So if you want to know who Jesus is like, kids, watch who he eats with. Watch who he eats with. He loves bad people. Like you and like me. Do you know the story of Edward Tulane? Anybody? You, you kids know the story of Edward Tulane? Some adults do. Henry, you do. Jude, I think you do. Anybody else? Hollingers do. Y'all know the Edward Tulane story. Well, I recommend you read it. I recommend your parents read it for you. Because Edward Tulane was a toy rabbit who was beautiful on the outside, but ugly on the inside. He was made of porcelain. He was the most beautiful rabbit doll you could ever imagine. And people loved him to death. But he did not love anybody. He only loved himself. He only loved himself. And time and time and time again, Edward Tulane finds new owners who love him even more. And there's one point in the story where Edward Tulane is laying face down at the bottom of the ocean. And you would think... He deserves it, doesn't he? Because he doesn't love anybody. But by a miracle, he ends up in the hands of someone who loves him again. And then again, and then again. And slowly and surely, Edward Tulane starts to love other people. That's what happened to bad guy Levi. Bad guy Levi was at the bottom of the ocean, face down, without any hope. But then a miracle happened. Jesus said, I'm scooching over for you. And then bad guy Levi starts to love. He starts to love. What he deserved was to be at the bottom of the ocean. What he got was a hug from Jesus. Jesus makes room for you all, kids even if we don't deserve it. 
That's why Jesus is amazing. And that's why we're all here. Did you know that your parents bring you here every Sunday? Not because we think it's good or the right thing to do. We come here every Sunday because we love Jesus. We love that he hugs us even when we don't love him. That's, that's why we're here. And you know why else we're here? We're here to extend that same hug to other people who don't yet know it. We scooch because Jesus scooched first. We have a saying at Hope here. Uh, us adults, us adults, we say we're here to extend the welcome of Jesus. Do you know what? I think Hope kids can have their own version of that. It's this, and I'm going to say it, and then I want you all to say it loudly, and I want you to mean it, okay? Here we go. At Hope, we scooch because Jesus scooched for me. At Hope, we scooch because Jesus scooched for me. Amen. Amen. Do you know how to do that? Do you know how you can make that work? I have a real quick suggestion. When you wake up in the morning and you're having breakfast with your, maybe your sister or your brother or by yourself or with your mom or with your dad, think about how Jesus made room for you today. Get happy in that thought. Number two, make a feast for him. Now, I know you can't make food for him, but make a feast for him. Give everything you have to him that day. Number three, scooch over at school, scooch over at daycare, scooch over at home for your siblings. Be a scoocher. Can we be scoochers? Let's be scoochers. And then number four, let's make Jesus, the great scoocher, our hero. And then we'll talk about him with our friends. And you know what? Our friends just may meet the scoocher himself. May we be a church of scoochers. That's all. Let's pray. God, thank you for this text and thank you for these kids. I pray that we would always know that you make room for us at your table. That you always make room for us, especially when we have tomato soup all over our shirts. Jesus, even when we're the one who pushes the tray on someone else, you make room for us. Thank you, Jesus. And we pray this in your name. Amen.